0: The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Analysis, discussion. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter That's at Ronnie K. Radio. That's R O N N I E, the letter K radio on Twitter. We're today on the podcast We're going to start a free agent roundup series of the podcast. Is We'll go around the horn, around the league, see what teams are doing to try to retain their players, their veterans, as the NFL world has opened up. It is one of the few worlds that have opened because of the COVID-19 virus. Of course, many things have been canceled. And I want to start this podcast by saying, wash your hands, friends. And make sure that you are staying safe from the virus as this is no laughing matter. This is no hoax. This is no joke. It is a very serious sickness that is affecting a lot of people and maybe even more so, you know, somebody who is a a millennial in the you know later 20s, you know, it may not affect me as much as it may affect somebody that is very close to me who is maybe of the elderly or a weaker immune system. Do your part as a young kid to help out them. We all got to kind of pitch in, if you will. Uh, against this virus. It is is it is spreading very, very quickly. We want to make sure this thing is gone so we can get sports back. It really was a, gosh, a unprecedented weekend, week, continued day by day in sports as the sports world has come to a stop from the NBA to the NHL, NLL to the MLS, auto racing, bowling even, has come to a halt. Like, the, everything is canceled. And it is because of this COVID-19 coronavirus that hopefully just goes away soon. Uh, The summertime, I understand that high temperatures are supposed to help kill the virus. Uh, There are vaccines that many doctors are reportedly working on. There could be some trial ones uh, rolled out as early as this week. Uh, But of course, there is still a massive spread. And uh, maybe lastly, before we get into some sports, I do want to say I want to send my prayers out to the, uh, the Italy is just being devastated right now by this virus and you hear about the hundreds of deaths daily because of this and the hope is that they can pull through this and and um you know it's it's the mitigation of the virus starts now because man it is pretty pretty bad over there and the hope is that what is happening over there isn't what happens over here and hopefully social distancing and those who uh you know continue to wash their hands sanitize surfaces as much as possible possible helps mitigate that. So, but it is a sports podcast and I want to keep it entertaining on the sports side of things I'm sure you've heard enough about the coronavirus so let's get to the NFL free agency world where look the open the new world has opened up for the NFL Uh, free agency is going to go on as expected now one of the big things when it comes to free agency is of course the franchise tag and you're going to start to see names all over the place start that free agency tag process some have already been uh, tagged. Some have already come to a an actual agreement. But let's start maybe, let's back up even more to the 15th, which was uh, last week, uh, last weekend, uh, well, technically last weekend, Sunday, when we got official word that the players have agreed to vote on the proposed CBA and passing it, the voting was 1,019 to 959. Now there are some reports that say almost 20% of players didn't vote. Now, we're not positive that's an exact number, but to give you an idea, it was 51% and a half versus 48 and a half%. Percent. That was very very close, but regardless, there is labor peace for at least the next Nine years. So the NFLPA releasing those figures means that uh overall player club costs will be 242.9 million. The salary cap is now set at 198.2 million. Uh benefits and performance bay pace pools will remain as the rest. And um when it comes to the CBA. Um, Now, one of the new things uh, I suppose that we should note too, now that the CBA has agreed to, teams can't use both the franchise tag and what's also called the transition tag this offseason. So you might hear that a lot. Um, This is going to really apply to the Dallas Cowboys, and we're going to get to this and how it affects the Broncos also. In a little bit, Uh, teams would have been permitted to do that had the 2020 league year been concluded under the terms of the 2011 CBA, but not so much. Now, some of those new things, of course, include 17 games, the uh, new playoff structure, uh, increased rosters, 55 instead of 53, etc., etc. So that's the new world we are going to start to see. Now, moving towards news that broke as the CBA was agreed upon because there were a couple trades, including one between two AFC teams. The Jacksonville Jaguars continue their purge as they send Pro Bowl defensive end Calais Campbell to Baltimore for a 2025th round pick. This is kind of one of those things, again, where a team really cap, uh, capitalizes on a team trying to rebuild. Denver did it with Boye. And now the Ravens do it with Calais Campbell, and this is a a nice little move for the Baltimore Ravens, who again give up only a fifth-round pick, and yet they're going to get some very solid financial stability. Now Campbell will have to finalize an extension with Baltimore, and that's going to be a little pricey, but certainly a solid pickup. Uh, Ryan Tannehill agreed to a new deal with the Tennessee Titans, and (laughs) well, (laughs) let's look. Ryan Tannehill... Had a nice little year for the Titans. And Ryan Tannehill has been, I think, one of those players that many are trying to figure out if this kid can uh, reestablish the hype that people had for him when he was coming out of college, out of Texas A&M. Throws for 22 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. Last year, completes about 70% of his passes, 2,700 yards. Limited availability, took over for Marcus Mariota. He lands a gigantic deal. Four-year contract with the Titans, $118 million total. That's almost 30 a year, 29.5. 62 of it is fully guaranteed. 91 is the total guaranteed. It's a gigantic deal for the quarterback out of Texas A&M. Congratulations to him because I tell you what, I think the Titans may be making a mistake here when it comes to that, but we will certainly see how that plays out. Other notes around the league when it comes to franchise tags. Now, we saw that likely there were going to be several names. Chris Jones, Dak Prescott, Derek Henry, A.J. Green, Shaq Barrett. Those were very logical names moving forward when it comes to the franchise tag. Well, uh, and that's as of this recording of the podcast, which is uh, in the morning here on Monday, uh, Dak Prescott did get that exclusive franchise tag and also players tagged on the franchise. H.A. Green, Derek Henry, Chris Jones, Shaq Barrett, Leonard Williams with the Giants, the Jaguars, Yannick Nakuga, I believe that's pronounced correctly, Hunter Henry for the Chargers, of course, a little bit earlier in the process, Matt Junin for the Baltimore Ravens, Bud Dupree, Brandon Sheriff, and then, of course, the one we're going to talk about, Justin Simmons for the Denver Broncos. Now, uh, this should come of no surprise to Denver fans, as the Denver Broncos will continue to work out a long-term deal with Justin Simmons and his people. This is going to be a player who is going to break the bank, if you will. That is a term used by those who get, well, big money. Big, big money. And for the safety that has not taken a defensive snap-off in two years, how about 2024? Consecutive defensive snaps played. This is a guy who is going to get some serious cash now under the franchise tag. This is certainly going to be a nice little sum for him as well, too. As the Broncos, you know, again, this is a short-term deal. This is uh, the franchise tag, just a one-year deal. But this is a short-term solution to their. I don't don't want to use it. Don't want to say it as a problem. Um, but they're going to try to re-sign Justin Simmons long-term. So, based on their top 51 contracts and the league new year of, of the salary cap, which we stated, again, $198 million, uh, one ninety-eight point two technically is the salary cap for 2020. The Broncos will have around $38 million to play with cap space. Uh, that would include Leary's exit, uh, Justin Simmons' re- uh, tag, the franchise tag, which will cost about $11 million, $11.44 million for safeties. Uh, that would include Boye's cap hit as well and the team rollover. It does not include the rookie pool, so keep that in mind. About $38 million that the Denver Broncos have to play as of now. Certainly, there are a lot of names that they could be going after to potentially break the bank, and then maybe others that they're going to want to retain on their roster. When it comes to the rookie pool, it's generally somewhere in the eleven twelve dollars million range when it comes to signing those rookies. So let's take out the $12 million when it comes to that $38 billion. That leaves them with about $26 million. Uh, so with the $26 million, we could include also a $10 million uh, uh, addition with a Joe Flacco release. And so you could say that there's somewhere in the well, $36, $37 million range. Look, uh, there is a lot to divvy up when it comes to the money. The bottom line, I think, maybe to look at it is they've got about thirty-eight to uh, thirty-six to thirty-eight million dollars to play with, depending on what they do, and you know, for uh, a town that you know, fans, I think media included, were all ready to just say, "Oh my gosh, eighty million dollars available." The Denver Broncos are going to go out and buy everybody. I treaded and I I said caution on this a couple podcasts ago because, you know, this, this is a nice number that they're playing with, but this is not infinite loads of money. Type Infinite. This is one of those, um, hey, they're going to have opportunities, but look, the Boye deal is going to be a big one. That's going to be one that's going to soak up one of your big money signings. Your next signing is probably your last big money signing, but make no mistake, they do have that ammo. So we start to look around the league at who would potentially be available in what position. Certainly there is going to be a lot of desire for many of these uh, high-profile free agents, like an Amari Cooper, uh, potentially one that still well, was on the roster last year. We're going to discuss that next. All right, welcome back to the podcast. Of course, it's presented by our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on tap. 100 Colorado distilled spirits. All right, let's get into some players that now could potentially be available. Now, I want to state that these are going to be players who were... Uh, newly made available because there's been a lot of things happening just in the last couple of, of minutes, if you will. So this is going to be up to the minute stuff. Now, you know, most importantly, of course, Denver's going to be looking at some of their players and who they could potentially retain on their roster, but those who have just been made available uh, to them potentially and in positions that they're looking at. That could be Desmond Trufant, who, by the way, was back on the trade block. Uh, back uh, last year, there were no takers. Nobody wanted to snip uh, d- an asset into that, but that's a cornerback that, again, I don't think Denver is truly out of the corner market, and I think that's a big deal for Denver for more to be available because, again, uh, more supply for the demand means some of that supply becomes a little cheaper. I still think they're going to target Prince of Mucamara as it fits what Denver is trying to do best, but certainly a notable name. The Falcons are doing a little bit of a purge themselves. They're also releasing running back Devonta Freeman. Now, that reported by Ian Rappaport, that's going to save them about $3 million against the salary cap, moving on from their former starter. And again, at a position that, thrown out by Mike Klisses of 9News, Could be something that the Denver Broncos would may want to pursue, so certainly interesting there. Lastly, the Falcons are releasing Ty Sambrello. If you remember him, CSU product, the offensive lineman, uh, clearing uh, space on the cap today, and certainly uh, one of the players that they have um, believed that is not worth retaining. For the money. So it is going to be interesting to see where that goes. Now, defensive lineman-wise, the Colts are releasing their veteran starter over the last three years, Margus Hund. We'll see if the Denver Broncos pursue that. Other offensive linemen who could be available as we switch back to the offensive side of things, Eric Flowers, offensive lineman from the Redskins is going to be a free agent. That could be a guy who commends up to double digits per year, a strong market for flowers. And then also, uh, in a in a move that initiates another move, the Packers have agreed to terms with free agent right tackle Rick Wagner, who was, of course, with the Lions, and that may signal that Brian Bulaga is going to be available as well, too. So there, there is just so much that's happening on a short-term basis, and certainly we will uh, be recording multiple podcasts to keep up with all this. But one of the big things I think that, you know, in, in general that people need to, you know, zoom out and kind of take a breath and say, hmm. Alright, who's gonna be available that the Denver Broncos could be going after that could be like their big ticket guy? Okay. The initial name becomes Amari Cooper. And that's brought up by several of you on Twitter. I don't know if Amari Cooper is somebody that the Denver Broncos need to be targeting because this is a big break the bank contract and a position that I don't know needs that. Again, this is a position that Denver could shore up in the first round of the NFL draft, potentially the second round, or maybe trading back up into the first round. And I think that asset may be used better because again, if you re- you really start to look back at what Denver could be doing with that money that they spend with Amari Cooper. We're talking about a 17, 18, maybe even $20 million deal for Amari Cooper. That's a lot of money that they could be divvying up into almost three positions. We're talking about 4-5 million dollars per year for a solid, you know, a middle of the road veteran again, not a guy who's going to come in and, you know, be the the dominant pass rusher that they would like. But somebody who they could really find as a playmaker, and that's what they're going to need, particularly on the defensive side, because again, they're going to lose Derek Wolf and Shelby Harris. It appears that's going to be the case. So losing those two guys, you now basically have to rebuild the defensive line. We still ask the question, are they going to continue to pursue cornerback? And that's probably the case. And this is why I say Prince of Mukamara seems to make a little bit more sense. Maybe a little bit north of that number, ideally, but certainly somebody that they could bring in at a much cheaper value than, say, retaining a Chris Harris Jr. or going after a Byron Jones. Then there's the offensive side of things. What are you going to do on the offensive line? What are you going to do with the wide receiver position? There there are still so many questions that need to be asked, that need to be answered by the Denver Broncos, that I don't think you can just answer it by saying, hey, here's Amari Cooper, here's our big ticket free agent. And yeah, maybe this is a playmaker, but also at that same time, I think this is one of those players that, look, solid player, very good player, make no mistake. I think a pass on Amari Cooper is probably the smart thing to do. If you are the Denver Broncos, but maybe you disagree. Hey, follow on Twitter at Ronnie K radio. That's at R O N N I E. K radio on Twitter, where we of course are discussing the Broncos free agency and always at MileHighsports.com. You're going to see a lot of articles up about free agency and grading who could potentially be available, who the Denver Broncos could be looking at. And once they sign players, of course, we'll have bios and reviews tape up on them and kind of give you an idea of who the the player is and why the Denver Broncos signed them. So there's going to be a lot to discuss moving forward, of course, is the legal tampering period. I've always laughed at that. The legal tampering period. Why don't we just make it the legal period? Like, it just... I still think that that is done just solely for attention. And you know what? It's working because we're talking about it. So uh, keep up to date on the Broncos Blitz podcast and with myself on Twitter at Ronnie K radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K radio on Twitter, where we are all done for the Broncos Blitz podcast. Appreciate you tuning in. Of course, thanks to our friends over there at tap 14 and be sure to check out Broncos coverage. And if you like the podcast, Hey, give it five stars. All right. Leave us a little review. We appreciate you listening. And, uh, you know what? I may read that on air and, uh, uh, of course, you could tweet me as well, too, at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, radio on Twitter. All done for the Broncos Blitz podcast. Appreciate you tuning in. A podcast with Mile High Sports. You can find more coverage of the Denver Broncos at MileHighSports.com. That's MileHighSports.com. Later, y'all. To listen to previous versions of the Broncos Blitz podcast, visit MileHighSports.com or subscribe to the Broncos Blitz wherever you get your podcast.